Hello, and Art Sophie's just sighing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Keeping It Candid, our fortnightly pop culture podcast by me, Millie Cotton. And me, Sophie Milner. I got to do the intro this week. I what say got know? to, I'm kidding. I always make Sophie do it yeah. first because I hate <laughs> you doing it. It sound like as if like, I want to take the intro, I'm having it this week. Like, oh gosh. I think it went okay. No, it went well, don't worry. Yeah. Please. Very I mean, on. it's a work in progress. You try it again next time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How has your week been, Sophie? It's been very busy, very manic. To all the listeners right now, I'm actually lying down. We're recording this room, like in our pajamas, <laughs> and I'm lying on my back on the sofa. Very professional, I know. Very candid, obviously. But yeah, no, this week's been very, very busy. I got back from Lake Como and on a little press trip. I stayed at the Casa Diva resort there, which is amazing. So always worth a try if you're heading over there. So it's honestly beautiful. Um, yeah, just very busy, lots of work. I'm off to Tokyo in a couple of days, so it's going to be a mad one with that. So yeah, how's your week been? It's been really good. Um, I celebrated New Balance's one-year flagship store anniversary on Saturday by like DJing in their store, which was really fun. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary to New Balance. (laughs) Um, And creating some content around it as well. So it was quite nice actually to be doing the two things that I do, but in one go. Yeah, definitely. That's amazing. So to be doing photographs, but also be doing DJing. So that was... Yeah, it was really good. Um, and then what else have I done? I've just, you know, yeah, like you've done some work, went to some parties, um, done some exercise. Sounds like a good week. It's actually been quite chilled. I don't know. I've just, I've been a little bit drained this week. And I've also just been spending a lot of time perusing the internet. Um, just because I feel like this week has been a very heavy week when it comes to everything online. After everything that's happened with Harvey Weinstein, um, the Me Too, hashtag Me Too campaign kicked off, not kicked off this week, but... Basically, women have been taking to social media to share their sexual assault or rape experiences using the hashtag MeToo. And it's all just been a bit overwhelming, I think. How have you felt about it? I I think it's been incredibly heavy. It has been heavy. Mm. It's been, and I think in light of everything that's come out and stuff, it's about um, Harvey Weinstein. I just would have never had any idea exactly the level and how many times assault have happened in in obviously the that entire in Hollywood with him as an individual, it's incredible. And then to obviously see this reaction happen across the internet, I mean, and if I'm really honest, that it it wasn't a surprise seeing every woman, all the, these women tweeting no. me too. And I don't think I think every single woman seeing that would not would also not be so surprised. And I think it's been obviously very surprising for men. I've seen a couple of guys that I have I'm friends with on Facebook actually writing Facebook statuses in support of it all and being like guys you need to do this you need to do that but for me I personally I think there's definitely some negatives to it all but I do feel that in general it's been a good kind of guerrilla campaign that's come out because it's shown it's just shown light to so much like the capacity of how often this happens no, it's, it's, that's, yeah, that's so, so valid. Um, it basically kicked off on Sunday after actor Alyssa Milano suggested on Twitter that if all women who have been sexually harassed or assaulted wrote Me Too as a status, we might give everyone a sense of the magnitude of the problem. And of course, that's exactly what's been done because there have just been so many tweets, so many Facebook statuses. Did you share one? I didn't share one, just 
because personally for me oh wait I, hang on isn't it so funny that I asked you not whether it's happened to you but whether you shared yeah, one I just assumed like, because yeah exactly you assume, yeah. Like, of course of course it's happened like you, you're a woman of course it's happened so I mean obviously I we, we spoke about this we spoke about this in the, the last, last podcast we did when we spoke about catcalling and all of that but catcalling isn't assault though no, like obviously there's a there's a difference there's a dif- there is a difference so but it links back into similar things of what we're saying but I I didn't share I didn't share my experience because it was quite personal for me and I I don't know I felt I feel it seems really silly I didn't really want I didn't want to share it on Facebook yeah I didn't want to feel like I not that I've anything wrong with other people sharing their experiences for them I think it's a I think it's a massive massively personal thing mm. I think it can be quite therapeutic for people sharing these yeah it's online. definitely cathartic to share your yeah, you know, your problems or the things that happen to you and sometimes others. people can really gain something from writing it down and just actually putting it down on like well paper screen whatever but I for me I didn't I don't want to do it because it made me uncomfortable and there were, I just kind of felt like no one on Facebook or Twitter knew who this person was. Like maybe people weren't wouldn't listen. No, why would anyone really care? Mm. That's kind of how I felt, and I didn't want to seem like I was making a big deal out of something that I forgot about and was in was in the past. So. Yeah, that was the same for me. Like I don't think, not that I didn't see the point of sharing it, but I also, I'm. It doesn't. It's not affecting me anymore. So I don't. I don't know. That's probably not a valid reason to not share something, but. For me, I didn't want to either. Yeah, and I just felt like it kind of, for me, it was like, what if I, I haven't really got anything to, to gain from it. I don't think it will give the, move, the movement that that came from it or anything in particular. And also, it's a really hard thing to to, to, dis, to discuss and put out there. And also, 140 characters on Twitter, if you're doing it on Twitter, you're going to have to break that down into so many tweets. It's like, so anyway, I was at work this time and this happened. And you're going to be, it's really hard. And I think, for something that can have that kind of effect on you and make you feel uncomfortable, it's really hard to get down. And it putting it out on Twitter or Facebook can kind of somehow reduce the impact that actually it had. Absolutely. I was having this conversation with um, my friend Hannah the other day about but about to do with mental health and how, you know, everyone's chatting about mental health, which is an incredible thing. But when so many people are shouting at something, shouting about something, who is it that's getting hurt? essentially mm. and I think that's really important because it might not be you know the right things that are being heard through all of the noise I think it's a really difficult thing because I think there's so many sides to it I can I can definitely see other sides of it and I think you know there's been a lot of girls who've come out and said actually this you know hashtag me too has made me it's, it's triggered off like these awful feelings and emotions and memories of when they've been sexually assaulted and if anything it's been been more damaging something like the campaign it didn't it never set out to do but I think there's always going to be in something like this that goes so widespread and so viral there's always going to be some kind of there will always be a negative reaction in some way and it'll have a negative effect in some way shape or form yeah so touching on um touching on that Megan Gilbride, who uh, writes a beautiful blog called Wonder For You, she found it triggering, and I hope she doesn't mind us reading her tweets, but she basically, um, she tweeted a thread on the 19th saying, after the news last week and the coming together of Me Too, I found myself feeling more on edge and nervous when alone in public. I walked to the shops today with a group of men behind me, and I felt myself wanting to run just to make sure they didn't catch up. 
A stranger tried to approach me for what I imagined was spare change and I ignored him and put my head down. I was genuinely scared and didn't want to be on my own. I can't believe that the uni unity of so many women has actually made me feel so alone. I know it's illogical and I would have hoped our unity would make me feel stronger, not weaker. Hopefully it'll wear off soon. I just, because I don't know, it just didn't even cross my mind that mm -hmm. that would be a thing. And when no. I saw that tweet, well, that thread, I was, it made me feel so concerned because for young women who maybe haven't been affected by it or haven't been sexually assaulted, how must they feel? Because that's probably terrifying for someone who has never experienced it. Are they now going to feel like, because every woman is saying that she's, experienced it are they now going to feel like that's going to happen to them too like I don't know if that's I think but then I think it would kind of raise a bit of awareness because I think things like things like sexual assault it can be it's it's a scary and intimidating awful thing to happen I think we're very much so taught it's something to kind of be ashamed about and to sweep under the carpet so I think for me I really think that the campaign has been has been one more more positivity because I think it could possibly actually encourage people who haven't spoke about things to actually open up and perhaps maybe deal deal with something or recognize something that isn't normal and it can maybe it's it is it does unite and I do think it has this element of solidarity amongst it all and I think that is probably a better a better thing than the, the other thing the bad things that have come out of it. No, absolutely. And I feel like a lot of men have actually been taking um, like responsibility for their actions, maybe not yeah. their actions of actually, you know, of assaulting people and raping people. But they've they very much turned around and said, oh, I will start calling out these people who are doing these things in front of me when I like before I ignored it. Or I will, you know, cut off that person who treats yeah. the other person like shit. Oh sort my of God. Thing. It's so true, because I think most guys have that friend that can get quite lechy and pervy and take things too far and probably has done in the past but they they can they kind of joke about it and they're like oh you know that's just a you know pervy old matt or handsy matt mm. and they make it like jokey and actually really they should be having a word with their friend of being like dude that's not okay buddy that's not okay and i think the culture that we kind of live in and certain like tv shows and like things like that can often normalize that and make it okay for them to seem like their friends can be like that so yeah. i think for this camp this campaign this viral campaign that came that, that the widespread of it all can hopefully hopefully implement some change i'm sure that it will do to be honest because i don't think that men really realized the yeah the magnitude of the problem faced by women every day they think it's something that's maybe like a a once in a blue moon occurrence when realistically it's happening to so many women every day yeah and it, it is and I think but that's the thing it's it's all about like you know priv the privilege that being being a male can be they just don't see it because they never experience it yeah. and that's something I used to get quite angry in the past at exes and guys that I've dated for for not really seeing it and it used to make me really annoyed and I used to have to like feel like I was always having to explain it to them and I was just like, why don't, why don't they, like, it's not that they didn't understand it, because they did, I'll explain it, but that's mm. not cool. But they just didn't see it. And I was just like, why don't they see it? And it's because they never experienced it firsthand themselves. And it's not, like, that's not an excuse, because they, like, they should open their eyes. And I think that's one thing that the guys I've been with have said, I never realised yeah. this was much of an issue, because I've never been with someone who talks about it as much as you. And I'm glad that you talk about it, because I'm learning so much from it. And that was really great. So I think... The more that women do talk about it, and with campaigns like this, the more the voices are heard, and the more that it can go to make change. And granted, obviously, 
it's the hashtag me too goes on to share people's sexual assaults and that kind of leaves it at that point it doesn't say how they dealt with it yeah it doesn't say where they went with it what happened after and how they overcame it and i think that is definitely a criticism of of the campaign yeah it does need to kind of have that next oh shit sorry <laughs> it needs that next step where people can then actually have answers of what to do next and yeah. where they can find help and where they can you know actually maybe take it offline and IRL sort of sort the situation out yeah because like to be honest like going back to the triggering thing I can totally see how perhaps even if you did go on to share something it's like ripping off a plaster perhaps it's it's kind of reopening a bit of a, a wound that may may not have healed properly for you and it may not heal properly again having done that it's it it's a very 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 difficult thing to navigate because I can see, I can really see both sides now mm. I'm thinking about it more I'm like thinking oh my god like the actual the real like strong triggering properties and how mentally damaging that could be yeah for, for someone like, thinking of it in that way it's now now I'm like skewing to the other side of it like oh god this campaign it's- no I do think that the positives outweigh the negatives yeah. but obviously I think it's just something to be very mindful of but I think maybe we should like go into how we actually feel about it like how do, how often do you if you're like walking down the street do you feel scared by a guy who's maybe coming towards you whether it's like I don't know in the daytime or in the dark or um I would say scared honestly actually scared scared probably mm. fortnightly yeah perhaps and I'd say intimidated and uncomfortable yeah so like you know obviously not severe Probably every other day because I think yeah. it was. It, I know. I know. Catcalling's not the same as sexual assault, but I went to go meet um, Carl to do some photos for mm-hmm. my blog the other day, and I was wearing a short check skirt and oversized jumper, and I walked by so many builders. Sadly, builders. And I, I always got, feel bad saying I builders, know, but then at the same time, I don't because all, it always yeah, is, is it fucking is, builders. It is, and I've had some really great experiences with builders being really nice guys and really helping me out with like when I was lost, and they yeah. were so nice, but. But yeah, I probably got catcalled around 14, 15, 14, 15 times in the space Fucking of a 15 hell. minute walk. And that was guys from people whistling to saying things. And most of them, no one said anything loud enough and directly to me. It was all said to their friends, mm. being saying things kind of under their breath and really quietly. And I showed up to meet Carl and he was like, what's wrong? And I just dropped my stuff on the floor and I was like, I'm so stressed out. I've just been like, this has happened. I've honestly been catcalled about 15 times and I've just felt so, I feel so uncomfortable and I'm so angry. And yeah. he was just like, no, no, it's fine. Give me a hug. And I was like, don't like, you know, don't like, it's okay. Like, do you want me to say anything to them? And I was like, well, no, it take you probably out all day. You have to go around and like hunt them all down. <laughs> but it's true, it does. And that, that was such a short space of time. So I think the issue is re-educating men, isn't it? I think that's literally what it must come down to because it's the same day in, day out. Yeah. And it's what men think is acceptable and appropriate. And yeah. it's not. It's not acceptable and appropriate to do or, yeah, to do any of this sort it's of behaviour. And then it kind of, it, I remember I was talking to my mum about a conversation about things like rape and everything. And she, you know, obviously as mums do, they will turn around and be like, oh, you know, don't don't wear this or don't like drink too much in case this happens. But she would always say, teaching about rape should never be about having to tell a girl what not to do. It should be about telling 
boys and teaching boys what not to do and obviously to like read these signs and it's so so true i think consent as well and it comes down to these mm. things men get very like obviously guys get really offended when you talk about consent and you talk about the sexual harassment and assault because i think they obviously get offended and they're like oh not all men and they get they think like oh they don't want to feel like a pervert basically but it's not always about that it's the small like little nuances that it can come that can come into it and it's there's there's a massive scope of all the different things that come into it where does the right impression come from because if people like harvey weinstein and you know maybe actors who do it if they're all sort of getting away with it if powerful women can't call out powerful men how are us ordinary women supposed to call out ordinary men because i think that was also what was so shocking about all these like revelations was how many women such powerful women yeah. look up to and like, obviously i'm not blaming these women no it's not victim blaming no, at all no, no, it's no. just and being like oh well they should have spoke up no I completely can understand why they wouldn't but it was really sad to see how many women such strong powerful women this has happened to and, and how, they're, how, they're how they scared felt. to speak up yeah and they have they felt you know obviously so like felt felt that they couldn't say anything and how obviously the power it probably comes down to in in an industry like that the power of a man means so much more than than that of a woman the word of a man has so much more power than that of a woman and when you think how that filters down to obviously us mm. and you know us us normal folk it's it's echoed obviously through that massively how you think about the conviction rate for, for rapes and sexual assaults is so low compared to that reported. Because you can't pretend like it doesn't happen in fashion. Obviously there's Terry Richardson and he's still working and yeah. uh, fuck who else? I don't know. Oh there was some guy from GQ yesterday actually let me find his name. Um, yeah he actually ended up getting fired after two hours of a woman calling him out on Twitter. Um, a UK a journalist called Ryan Cooper so one woman called him oh. out on Twitter and then someone else backed her story and then he got fired from GQ. Wow. Isn't that incredible? That's in that's insane. Massive respect to those women because I, I don't know, but people have to be held accountable for their their actions and he apologised to her on Twitter, but just kinda like <laughs> the that that I just pulled was like yeah. ridiculous. I was, as uh, if that would ever be enough. Just the don't... most heartfelt apology one can ever receive is one via Twitter under 140 characters. Literally, just don't fucking do it. Like we just need to get to a point where it doesn't happen. And maybe that's naive to think that there might be a stage where it doesn't happen. But we have to start somewhere, surely. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing. I think it comes down to educating massively and talking about it. And you know what, the Me Too campaign may not go out and achieve. It may not achieve anything really solidly, but what it has done is opened up a massive global dialogue of, about this. Mm. And God, I mean, it's been a real heavy week in terms of you. We said that we went on a couple of like opinion news sites, and all the headlines was all to do with things to do with sexual assault. But yeah. it's, I feel, for me personally, I do actually feel that this has lifted such a big lid everywhere and opened so much conversation that this has got to be some form of step in the right direction. And then and hopefully some form of turning point in the right direction. And to think that we were going to do this podcast about Instagram. Yeah, I know, I know. We always say, we can, Instagram's always topical. We can always save that one. Oh, yeah, There's always can, topics that we can bring up on Instagram. And we can come back week. to Instagram. On a slow, when we have a slow week again. Definitely. 
Um, so thank you so much for listening and please do leave a review and subscribe um, if you can be asked because we really appreciate it. Yeah, we really, really would. And of course, if you're enjoying it, you can always let us know what you think at um, by just tweeting us or you know finding us on Instagram and sending us a DM at Sophie Milner underscore FS and at Millie underscore Cotton. And it's really easy. And we really appreciate everyone who's actually written in so far i say written in as if like they've written a letter from old school isn't it oh wouldn't that be so cute though to actually like get a letter i guess dms are the new fan mail they are they oh my god they're so mails and we have fans (laughs) i am so narcissistic it's unreal (laughs) oh my god do I have a fan now? Ooh. I'd like to thank my fans. I'd like to thank my fans for listening. Oh. No, honestly, we do thank you for listening. Yeah, so, um, thanks so much. And we'll be back in two weeks' time when Sophie's back from Japan and I'm sure she'll have <laughs> many stories to tell. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, bye. bye.